0: Hello my friends Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West Salt Lake City Utah where it is a beautiful fall afternoon a little cold but because I'm here with the big fella he's brightening my day yeah it
1: is a little cold it's gotten colder how's it going everybody
0: you know what Brian I don't want to talk about today no in, what? in this week's podcast the, the election yeah we're done good i feel like i'm living in fantasy land
1: with what's going on in the election in this world right now it's a horror movie what are you talking about fantasy land that's true <laughs> <laughs> that is true i don't even, i oh it's depressing it
0: is turn off the media listen to iron gate global financial radio we'll
1: make your day
0: have a cold water and <laughs> life is good all right here's what we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about one huge risk in retirement Which leads to another huge risk in retirement. And to set all of this up, I want to tell you about a podcast that I listened to this week, because I'm a big podcast guy. I was listening to a a podcast for financial advisors, and a guy named Bill Bangin was interviewed. Okay. And Bill, back in the early 90s, created a famous rule that a lot of people in our industry use. In fact, we use it. We Mm -hmm. refer to it all the time. Yeah. It's called the 4% rule.
1: Talked about that for many years. Tell me what the 4% rule is, Brian. Yeah, the 4% rule is uh, if you have a a million-dollar portfolio and you're looking to retire, an easy kind of general number um, as far as how much money you can take out of your portfolio is the 4% rule. So if you have a million dollars, you can take out about $40,000 a year. And the idea behind that is that you shouldn't eat into your principal and that you should be able to have live a comfortable retirement by taking out about 4% of your portfolio each year. Now there's some, you know, things that go into that. that I think people have to understand, you know, how your money's invested. Obviously you're invested in, you know, your money's all in a bank account, and it's earning one percent. That that's really not going to work. So there's some, you know, details that we need to talk about. Which
0: w- which we'll get to. But the whole premise around the four percent rule is that you can take four percent of the account. Uh, or excuse me, the four percent of the value of your portfolio. In your example, a million dollars, you can take that out annually, forty thousand. Yep. And not run out of money. Uh, seemingly ever.
1: Yeah. So the idea behind that is, if if you have, let's say, an investment that's earning about seven percent, okay, and you have inflation of three percent, so if you take seven minus three, that gives you your four percent, and that should sustain you through retirement without having to eat into your principal, and you should have a lifetime of income. Perfect. Now, so it's based on getting you know seven or eight percent or higher. That's okay. really where that rule comes from.
0: So here's the interesting thing about the podcast, was Bill Bengen was, created this model, which then took off after that. It was a 50-50 portfolio that he created it on, meaning this, meaning 50% was invested in the stock market and 50% was invested in bonds. And then you factor in inflation, and that 50-50 portfolio should sustain you for the rest of your life, taking out 4%. Uh, the problem with that is back in the 90s, you had bond yields at what?
1: So I, I was a young broker back in the, in the mid-90s, early 90s, and uh, I remember money market rates at 6 and 7%, which <laughs> it just blows uh, my mind. I didn't even think twice about it. That's just what they were. And uh, today we have money market rates that are, you know, a tenth of one percent. Um, so it's it's the world has changed dramatically since then.
0: So the idea is that or back then was as you get older, reduce your allocation to equities and the volatility as well in the portfolio, add bonds which were yielding at the time, you know, five, six, seven, eight percent. Yeah, and you can live off of four percent in your portfolio. Well, Bill Bangin said that in today's numbers, because of inflation and where we are uh, with interest rates, that that 4% has now moved more like five, five and a quarter. Okay. Okay. So if you're taking out 5% of your portfolio, which really folks listening- the only way to find out what your real number is is to have a financial plan done for you, but we'll talk more about that. But let's assume 5%. Take 5% of your portfolio, you're, you're now looking at 50000 but purchasing power has eroded a lot since mm-hmm. the early 90s, right? So that's why it's now 5%. Um, a 50-50 portfolio, what are bonds yielding now?
1: the 10 year treasury is about 0.7%, you know, a couple of days ago it was at 0.8, I, I just saw it this morning it was a 0.7 something. So, that's you know less than 1%, you know 7 Seven-tenths of 1% is where interest where the 10 year treasury is at. That's really the benchmark um for conservative safe income producing investments everything kind of moves off of that 10-year treasury so if you're going to take a little bit more risk you might be able to find a 10-year corporate bond anywhere from 1 to maybe 3% you know for decent good quality um, maybe 3% is maybe pushing it Yeah, yeah you're going to uh, I think it is pushing it on that side so yeah if you had a portfolio today of 50% in fixed income and we're talking good high quality fixed income and and you don't want to go you know you don't you don't want long-term maturities that will, that's another discussion about risk and long duration long duration bonds but um you're probably talking about a portfolio maybe maybe you will yield two two and a half percent maybe if you're lucky
0: which isn't going to get you there
1: well, so if you have inflation at two percent, then you pay taxes on top of that. It's you're break even. Yeah, you know, you're just ho- you're barely holding ground yeah. on that on 50 percent of your portfolio. Then you have your equities, and you're you're asking a lot out of your equities um, to get to that seven percent number. If 50 percent of your portfolio is only earning two two and a half percent.
0: So if you're taking, let's just do some quick math for me. You you add this up, right? You're taking five percent. Which apparently is the new four percent. Okay. Again, we can refine it per for individuals. Yeah. But you're taking five percent, you add two percent, which is the Fed inflation target, you're at seven percent, and then you add some taxes, splashing some taxes, maybe more taxes, depending upon who's president, but let's say one percent. Where are we at?
1: I mean, well, you're at least, you know, eight plus percent. Okay.
0: So where in the world? can you find an average annual return of
1: 8%? So this is not a forecast, but the, historically stocks have averaged anywhere between 8 and 10%. Now, historically, if you, we're talking about the last 20 years, this is depressing, the last 20 years through the end of last year, stocks were up about 6% on an annual basis from '99 through the end of 2000. Or Two thousand and twenty or the two thousand nineteen. So that's it, yeah. it it was less. Now, you know, going back to late late to nineties, stock market was insanely overpriced and stocks got way out of whack.
0: Let's use Iron Gate historical average returns. Okay. Which is not indicating that we're going to perform this way in the future, disclosures, all that good stuff, right? right, right. Our average return since we started the firm, since you started the firm in nineteen ninety nine is ten percent. Yeah. Well so no, that's
1: that's through the end of that's the through the end of ni- 2019, to,
0: through the end of 2019, 10 percent, a little over 10 percent after fees. Right. Right. Let's say 10 percent. So if you're getting 8 percent, if you're if you're losing 8 percent of your portfolio on an annual basis. What's. H- how do you make up the difference? Because if you're using 8 percent and you're only getting five, your capital is going to erode. Which leads to the biggest risk that people have in retirement, which is running out of money. Right. So how do we combat that? Well... We put our seatbelt on. Yeah. And what have we talked about the last three, four weeks on this podcast? Starts with a V, ends with volatility.
1: (laughs) Volatility. Good, Brian.
0: (laughs) You've got to accept volatility... To get the greater the volatility, the potential for better returns, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So here's the risk that people face. One risk leading to the other is in academia and with a lot of financial advisors out there, they say the closer you get or the older you get, the more money you should have in bonds, right? Take 100 minus your age, and that should be the amount you have in equities. So if you're 70... Years old, you should have 30% in equities, mm-hmm. right? the The big risk here is that people they they slow down their investments too too early. You slow down your investments too early. You don't accept volatility. Your investments don't grow, which then leads to the second big risk, which is running out of money in retirement.
1: Yeah, one of the questions I get. It seems like, and Brett, I'm sure you've had these same questions it seems like when we talk to somebody who's thinking about retirement they're maybe they're in their fifties, maybe even in their forties, uh, sometimes in their late fifties and six, early sixties, they're thinking I'm going to retire in the next couple of years. And, you know, right now my money's invested in stocks or mostly in stocks, you know, when do I take the foot off the pedal and I, you know, have a really conservative portfolio and I go and you know, all in in bonds or, you know, really just get out of stocks. And, one of the conversations we have is, well, you know, you might, if you're 60, you might have a 30 year, you know, life, 30 years, of 40, life, yeah, yep. 35 or 40 years of life ahead of you. That's a long time. And you need that money to last, you know, over that time, over that time frame. And and again, today with interest rates, conservative, safe type of investments, you know, income investments at 1% or less, you know, maybe 2%, you know, if we, with taking on a little risk. It's very difficult to, you know, when you got two percent inflation and taxes, it's hard. It's it's a difficult thing to do, and and equities gives you that opportunity to get higher rates of return. It's, again, it's not guaranteed, but over a long period of time, we have talked about this many 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 times. Owning a good basket of high quality stocks over a long period of time is gives you the opportunity to earn better returns than than in fixed income or bonds or yep yeah.
0: I had a great conversation with some prospect clients today where we jumped online and we reviewed their current portfolio. They're 50 years old and they're 40% in equities and 60% in bonds. Mm-hmm. And they had bright eyes thinking, holy cow, what are we doing? Or what does that financial advisor have me doing right now? Because we need the growth. right? Very important concept. Now, we do have some clients. I'm not going to say we don't. We do have clients that after we review their portfolios and their financial plan and where they are in life and what they want to do, that they could be 50-50. They could be 30% equities and 70% bonds. And that's that's for some people, usually with a lot of money.
1: Yeah, it really comes down to, and you mentioned this earlier, you need to have a conversation with a financial planner and see where you're at and have a plan. Get a plan and uh, see what the right mix of stocks and bonds are. Yeah, we have clients, I, I talk to a client very often that all the time, and uh, he's got, you know, 50 plus percent in fixed income, and he's in a position where he can do that, and he's comfortable with that, and that's okay. You know, he's fu- he's in a good, good spot from that standpoint, but there are people that They need their portfolio to grow to really kind of accomplish their, you know, know, their long-term retirement goals. And and, uh, so 50% in, say, in fixed income may not work for them.
0: Absolutely. They need, really, people need a financial plan for them to figure out the best, the best spot, the sweet spot. Yeah. Because here's another thing that people don't factor in. According to JP Morgan, people spend the most money between the ages of 45 and 54 and it's not much difference between 55 and 64 Mm -hmm. and then it starts sloping down so if people are spending more money early on in retirement that creates more risk on the portfolio because you're taking more money out sooner which then doesn't allow it to compound so you still need the growth on the back end which means a longer exposure to equities with a greater percentage than what people are anticipating. Yeah. The bottom line is I would bet the majority of the people listening to this need more exposure to equities than they currently have. I find that to be true, especially with cl- people that are not clients of Iron Gate Global.
1: One of the biggest risks for people just entering retirement is having a catastrophic you know, event in their portfolio when they're early on in their Early on in their uh, retirement years, and uh, and then not not investing appropriately based to, to reach their goals, and uh, so yep. it's important to yep. sit down with a planner and figure it out.
0: So, if you're interested in sitting down with a planner, just email me Brett at igga.com, B-R-E-T-T at igga.com. I will put you in touch with Spencer or Matthew. We'll get that financial plan rolling. So you know exactly where you are, what kind of allocation you should have, and it's really dialed in for you. However, the principle remains true that we're talking about, which is don't don't slow down the the, the volatility in your portfolio just because you're getting ready to retire. That doesn't make any sense. That's what academia that's fake news. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, I like yeah. that. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I I'd, I would say that uh, have a plan and uh, figure out what's appropriate for you. D- don't just do it just to do it. Say, okay, I'm, reti- I'm 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 getting near retirement, so I'm just gonna take my foot off the pedal and and go super conservative. I think that's the wrong attitude. I think you need to look at where you're at and try to figure out what's the appropriate plan for you. And I I would say most people it's taking the f- you know, really getting out of equities and going into bonds, especially where bonds are and fixed income, where the rates are today, it's it just it's a really hard to for a lot of people to accomplish their goals.
0: You got it. That's yep. it. Okay. Good luck to your Aggies this weekend, Brian.
1: Yeah, yeah, we need it. We'll, we'll <laughs> definitely need it, especially after last week.
0: All right, my friends. Until next week. Bye, bye. See you.